Welcome to the Wretched Hive Podcast. I got a bad feeling about this. Moss Eisley Spaceport. What are you talking about? You will never find the more wretched hive of scum and villainy. This is ridiculous. We must be cautious. Actually, we're just a bunch of guys talking about Star Wars and other stuff. I'm looking forward to having some real talk with some real folks. That's good news. I like the sound of that. Welcome to another mini-episode of the Wretched Hive Podcast. My name is Steve Baldwin, and I am joined by lifelong Star Wars fan, Scotty Vansky. Hey, Steve. I'm so happy to be here. We got some uh, fun stuff to be doing here on this mini-episode. We do, and this one's a little bit special because this one is by request. It, It is... It's something we should be doing. Or but de- it, is it, it demand? By demand? Demand. Let's go with demand. By demand. Well, we, we definitely, it's a demand thing. All right. So friend of the show, Rancho Obi-Wan docent Mark Morita, who <laughs> <laughs> regular listeners of the show will know Mark's been on a show a couple times. We've done some great interviews with him. I met him on a tour of uh, the amazing Rancho Obi-Wan yeah. up in Petaluma, California, beautiful part of our state. That's half on fire right now. It is. Uh, But at any rate, uh, Mark reached out to us after listening to our review of the final trailer for Episode 9, The Rise of Skywalker. He reached out to us, and we listen. When when they talk, we listen. We do listen, and uh, we listen. Uh, almost, I almost cried when I was listening and reading this. Uh, uh, they're very demanding up there, so let's. They are, but then again, you know, we are very receptive to their demands. So always, let's. So, do you, Mark, Scott, do you want to read Mark's? message that he sent us. We're totally throwing Mark under the bus here. <laughs> he said we wants it read. I know, so go I ahead. Know. Go ahead and read no, it. No, definitely, definitely. Yep. Um, okay, so this is the message we got. Uh totally understandable. Yep. I want this read mm-hmm. on the podcast. But seriously, what the fuck, wretched hive? <laughs> you do a great job on the play-by-play for the uh, uh, Rise of Skywalker trailer and then someone decides to go to par- paradise and forget about the Mandalorian trailer. Now, let me just pause you. First of all, in Mark's defense, he said WTF. He did. I'm adding a little drama to this. <laughs> I need to. And and that's in reference to I was about to go on vacation, and we dropped the Mandalorian trailer review right before my trip to uh, the beautiful uh, the rise of, of rise of Skywalker trailer. Uh, what did I say? Mando. Mandal. Yeah, ah, Mando. sorry. It's all good. No. So yeah, we so we dropped the rise of Skywalker tra- right, the night before I left for my vacation. Yes. So that's what that reference is. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. No worries. No worries. Um, what else does Mark have to? Yeah. So let's pick up here. Say how here. the hell am I supposed to sound knowledgeable <laughs> in front of all my fellow Star Wars junkies without the podcast hashtag slipping? It's a good point. It's a good point. <laughs> we good we point. slipped. We did slip. That's a it's a it's a valid point. It is. He does have a valid point here. Mm. Uh, and I've been out of power since flipping Saturday, and I'm crazy bored. Get your <laughs> act together and correct this, mm. Mark. Man, well, just for you, my friend, we are busting out this Mandalorian trailer review right now by request from Ratcha Obi Wan's Mark Marita. Let's do this. more peaceful since the revolution. It is a shame that your people suffered. Mm. 
But bounty hunting is a complicated profession. They said you were coming. They said you were the best in the Parsec. Would you agree? Mandalorian trailer two coming to Disney plus on many platforms near you on November 12th. And that uh, we're actually watching it on youtube.com. You can search for the Mandalorian official trailer to Disney plus streaming November 12th on the star Wars channel. Yes. So we're going to break this thing down. Um, so many iconic scenes in this Scott, um, Amazing. I'm afraid this is going to be another hour show. <laughs> so gonna... I think we can bust this out fast, but right. there are way yeah, a lot too to many cover. references in the show and little yeah. hidden things here and there I definitely want to touch on. There's a lot um, to cover. So let's just go by, as we always do, shot by shot. Scott, we're going to start with this opening frame. It's the Stormtrooper helmets half buried in the sand. Some of them are on spikes. Yeah, it's the scene that we've seen before. It might be a little bit different of an angle, but definitely the same thing. We are yeah. seeing the doom and gloom of the fallout of the destruction of the Empire. Uh, Stormtroopers and the Empire are not welcome in this region of the galaxy. Now, at this point, do we know what planet this is? We have no clue at this point, right? I don't. It's definitely a Tatooine-style planet, especially the style of the huts that we see in the background and not the reference to the gangster of the huts, but the actual... buildings and, and such in the little town that we're yeah, in. Yeah, lots of great uh, Macquarie-esque sort of buildings in this Definitely. opening sequence here. So let's go ahead and play a little bit. Is the world more peaceful since the revolution? So is the world more peaceful since the revolution? I take that to be Werner er- uh, Herzog's yeah. voice. Werner Herzog. Werner, Werner. Yeah, yes. I love yeah. this. I love his voice. Uh, we were having a discussion with a friend of ours. Uh, he does have this iconic voice, and it's just wonderful. Uh, I need to point something out. I know you probably wanted to mention it too, but mm-hmm. is the world more peaceful since the revolution? And mm-hmm. we're talking, this is clear-cut what we saw in the final battles of the Empire in Return of the Jedi, um, it's the fallout after everything goes basically to hell. And I right. think we're going to see how the world or the galaxy takes sides in this case. And we are dealing with the Outer Rim territory, so this is a revolution people are seeing taking down a massive government. You know what this reminds me of, too, is there's, you know, Lucas came under a lot of criticism for. You know, the opening sequence to episode one where, you know, you're all excited for this action Star Wars flick and 
the opening crawl is talking about taxation of trade routes, right? It goes back to politics. Right, right. But here we are in, in you know, fast forward, what, 20 years since episode one, we're still talking about politics. Politics and what is happening around the Star Wars universe is influencing influencing what we're seeing on the screen here. Yeah, I, I think the way presentation, the way you present that political side of it we're looking at it from basically the end of a normal control as normal as you can possibly see it but there are probably people and factors or elements of pockets of the galaxy that liked the empire right and kept things under a decent set of rules or control so the way we see politics in the prequels versus what i think we're going to be seeing here is just going to be told from a different point of view mm-hmm. and we're going to get mm-hmm. Um, not as much of the politics, just enough that we need enough that we need to know about, and then we're going to see where it goes from there into yeah. what eventually will become the rise of the First Order and uh, the Resistance. Yeah, but his voice is sort of mocking, like, "Yeah, are we better off since the revolution?" Yeah, and is questioning it, which yes, definitely leads to where do his loyalties lie? Exactly. All right, let's continue. It is a shame that your people suffered. Let's pause it right there. The creatures, uh, so there's there's two creatures running across the top of a of a ridge. I couldn't tell if they were stormtroopers or not, but are, do those look like dewbacks to you? Now, this was mentioned was before. Was that the other creature that we saw in, in the first trailer? Yeah, I'm I'm having a hard time placing this one. So here's the catch on this. They kind of look like dewbacks. I think we're associating that because of the desert world they're on. Yeah, I think right. are four-legged creatures, and these do look reminiscent, sadly, of almost like a crossbreed between them and the creatures Anakin was riding. Um in the oh. Attack of the Clones. The lizard. Uh, what is that? I don't know. The oh, name no, no. That, that comes later. Okay. That comes oh, later. that's the that, one that Obi-Wan was. Right. No, this is the right. scene where he and uh, Padme are having their little frolic time in the flowers. Mm. And he's riding on these what look like giant, oh, yeah. like right. two-legged, I don't know, bulbous looking things. Yes. It kind of looks like a mix between those two. I don't know what this is. Yeah. Maybe these are small dewbacks, like baby ones or something. Zooming in, it does look like they're stormtroopers, maybe canvassing this area. Okay. Taking a look. So let's continue. Shame that your people suffered. So. That was one action scene. You've got the Mandalorian fighting off some attackers. And if I'm getting sort of the vibe of the show from what I've seen, it seems like there's got to be there's going to be a lot of like hand to hand and you know fighting sequences and battle sequences maybe more than we've ever seen in Star Wars before outside of late uh, lightsaber battles yeah I'm, I'm curious where this scene's going to fall into the uh, opening episode uh, hopefully it'll be in the premiere episode hmm. uh, but what we're seeing here is what looks to be an ambush and those uh, creatures could be well first of all I do know that they're Trandoshans uh, which are the Bosque creatures we saw in Empire Strikes Back hmm. um Oh, yeah. Good pull. They sure are. Look at that. So That's what, a real clear shot there at about 26 seconds. You can clearly see the profile of a Trandoshan. I'm kind of hoping this is an introduction to the character so we can kind of see him in action and how he handles his bounties. Yeah. Um, 
we obviously are going to get a lot of action se- sequences, but there we're going to talk about another one later on where he's in the town. I think that plays a big role in in the setup for the entire series as opposed to this. This might be something a little bit different. Right. Okay. Uh, all right, let's continue here. But bounty hunting is a complicated profession. So that little sequence with the uh, cap- captured bounties in carbonite lined up like a deck of cards almost. Yeah. And did you hear the music, the little like uh, drum sequence in the beginning, very reminiscent of like um, the Tatooine, the Sand People in, in, ep- in the episode four soundtrack? Yeah. And then we bounce forward here to the Lucas from Limited logo. So um, what's your take on this, uh, this deck of cards that is the... Uh, uh, carbonite um, capture devices lined up like that. I love this. I love, um, I'm hoping we get a little bit background on this, that it seems to be the method now, since we were first kind of introduced to this with Boba Fett, mm-hmm. it seems to be more of an experimental thing back in Empire. Yeah. And if there has been, let's say, five years that have passed, mm-hmm. six years since Empire, mm-hmm. uh, we're led to believe by this that this is now the method of transportation of bounties uh, for bounty hunters. Uh, what I do like is, and this is fancy editing here, is this is obviously not the bounty or the fight sequence he's just took place with, uh, right. the Trandoshans. That's a different type of creature that's in there. Yeah. Um, I'm curious to see what bounties he has in here. That's um, interesting. So you're saying that, so this was experimented with a few years ago and has since become uh, best practice yeah. for bounty hunter transportation. <laughs> There's like a bounty hunter conference where they yeah. share best practices. Yeah. And <laughs> we think we think this is the the future, guys. We're, we're Boba Fett's go. like Captain Solo survived. Maybe your guy will too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's oh, beautiful. Man, that's good stuff. That's a great, just great shot. I I can't get too far into this, and we're almost halfway through already. With without talking about sort of like the look and feel. Um, Almost like the spaghetti western, the yeah. muted colors. Uh, it feels like the good, bad, and the ugly in space. Almost, it, it does. There is a, a definitely gritty, desaturated look that I love. In fact, we debated this before we even got a first trailer about yeah. the different still shots that we were seeing. The color sequence on the yes. armor. Some of it was very silver and just no color, and then others had a little bit more uh, yellows and reds. Uh, and even some greenish blues in there, which led me to believe and make a few statements about Boba Fett possibly coming into this. I don't know if that's necessarily true right now, but I will say that I am impressed with the uh, the toning and the color of this. Visually, uh, it's, it's rather stunning. All right, let's continue here. So now we're transitioning to some space shots. We've got um, what looks to be, what is it, the Razor's Edge, uh, the Mandalorian ship? I can't remember the name I of it. I think it's Razor's Edge. Yeah, I have to look that uh, up. This shot um, of the ship flying through space looks looks a lot better. It looks like they've cleaned it up since the first trailer. Still, I, I remember thinking it looks a little, a little yeah. digitized. This one looks better now. It looks a little bit better, but I still get that kind of TV quality feel with a mm. little bit better effects mm. than the first time we saw it. Yeah, maybe so. And then the same ship flying over uh, what looks like um, a wooded lake area, a very green, lush landscape beneath, which is a, a beautiful shot. Yeah. Uh, and then we've got this shot, which is just gorgeous, of the ship 
uh, having landed and one of the bounties that is captured in carbonite comes floating down the pathway. Yeah, and they're oh, all... and they're all lined up on the left there. Yeah, so I think this is a follow-up Good shot. Pull, man. You know, I'm, I'm pulling this right from you. So here's what I'm going to say. I agree. This is where I see the effect shots just shine, whether they're yeah. part realistic, like full live sets uh, with some CG added into it. Uh, this is where I think Favreau and Filoni are going to shine, but the, yeah. the space and even the atmosphere shots of it flying might need a little help or work on it yet. But this is beautiful, and this to me is a follow-up of that sequence. Maybe he did. If you notice in that fight mm. sequence with the Trandoshans, there mm. are other people in the background. Right. He might have captured a whole bunch of people in this sequence. That's why we see the lined-up deck of cards or whatever shuffling of all of them. Yeah. Uh, of the uh, carbonite. So here we see four of them. Three are floating off to the side and one is about to be unloaded or loaded. Was it? I think it, it came down the ramp. So it, it's being it, unloaded. So this guy at the bottom of the ramp is not the Mandalorian. I presume that he's standing in the, in the, in the, uh, in the ship's cargo bay up at the top of the ramp. Yeah. This guy looks like maybe he's delivering the, the bounty to He might be just the, the cargo guy that picks up cargo at the spaceport here, wherever we're at. Yeah. I just want to point out how cool this ship looks. I mean, yeah. I'm, I, I, do you think this is a practical set? I think it's part practical. Yeah. I at think, least the bottom part of this bay, maybe here and then yeah. maybe digitized uh, the, like the engines. It almost looks like the way the shadowing is, is the top half up oh, to the wings and the engines that. might be all CG and uh -huh. below, but it is so realistic. It's so looking. good. Um, also that ship in the background kind of has the front end of a Corvette looking the Corvair or whatever that. Um, oh, wow. Uh, so lower left quadrant, um, you're of. getting sort of like the, Looks like a cylindrical sort of an engine looking yeah, part maybe. of a ship in the background. It's kind of hard to see in that case, but uh, yeah, I'd love to see if we can get a clearer shot of those uh, carbonite figures there, but they're laying flat down. Now so. you have another ship over here on the right too. Yeah, we do see that in another angled shot, I think mm -hmm. right after. So mm -hmm. I'm curious, this might be the Mandalorian's partner that we mm. see later on. Oh, the female character. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, regardless, this this is just a beautiful image here. It's great. Okay, all right, let's continue here. They said you were coming. They said you were the best in the Parsec. All right, so we're seeing all kinds of aliens in what looks like some sort of a, almost a cantina, very reminiscent of Moss Eisley Cantina. We've got some aliens. Other than this, uh, this blonde woman here, we've got quite a few sort of like uh, off-world looking creatures. Um, again, very moody, very darkly lit. You got a sort of a Greedo character there. Uh, lots of aliens milling around. I can't tell if this is a cantina or not, but it certainly could be. It looks like it to me. Yeah. And um, with with a with a great shot of the Mandalorian backlit in the doorway. Yeah, you uh, do have the Greedo character looking uh, uh, the same Rodian uh, yes, species Rodian, right there. Mm -hmm. Also, if you look up there in the right, that is another Trandoshan, another Bosk-like character. This right one right there. Here? Yeah, I believe so. Upper right. This yeah. is at about forty-seven seconds here into the trailer. So I do think this this is obviously not the cantina, but I think this is a right. cantina bar setting. But I also think this is where. The deal goes down that sets this series into motion with uh, Werner. Certainly could be with Werner. But uh, what is most interesting to me is what you're opening up to right now. Yeah, on this so let, let's go ahead and click play here. Yeah. 
Would you agree? <laughs> so you've got what in my mind is the most memorable shot of this trailer is the Mandalorian uh, going going at it toe to toe with stormtroopers, and the Mandalorian walks out of this bar area, or or either that or in, well, it looks like he's maybe walking into a room, but just blindly lifts up his pistol to his right and just blows away the yeah. the stormtrooper. It's just a great, great little shot. So a little little setup on that is prior to this moment, we see the uh, the final moments of the uh, voiceover dialogue from Herzog. And I love how it leads into this moment. Yeah. Yeah. So what we're seeing here is I'm going to I'm going to go out on a limb here and I'm going to say the way that the series, uh, we the information we know, maybe some spoilers here. We don't have to do the full spoiler thing, but I'm just going to put that out right now okay. is to create a full season of this. I think what we're going to be doing is seeing a setup from I'm going to use this information and then base it off of some speculation on this. He is going to be given um, a bounty. And I think the dialogue we're hearing is the setup to that. Mm-hmm. Um, Herzog's character says, they say you're the best in the parsec. Would you right. agree? And he's also getting a feel for him based off of that early kind of like, um, you know, uh, back and forth dialogue, just to find a, li- a little bit about him, how he feels mm-hmm. about how the galaxy is sitting right now. Mm-hmm. So here's this moment where it's almost like there's a setup. Something happened because a door opens up and we see three troopers in a door almost caught off like guard. Right. And they all look over, and that's where that leads into the segue of him busting out and shooting a trooper in the face. Oh, there's four troopers. Yeah, there's four of them. So I, I rewound. So so clearly he's entering this room, so he's not going outside. He's entering a room, and they all kind of almost very slowly just look up at him like, who are you? Like, what are you doing here? Yeah. And then all hell breaks loose with these four. I think there's an ambush. I think there's mm-hmm. a setup. Something's going on that's bigger, and this is going to push everything into motion and go forward from here. This is mm-hmm. what's going to set him off on his quest. Obviously, he's been given a job. That job's going to turn a little bit, you know, more interesting, and and, and uh, it's going to cause some conflict with our character. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. this is what really kind of pushes him forward. Uh, with the fallout and the remnants of the empires. Well, and he's killing imperial personnel here. Right. So this is putting him on, you know, like wanted list number one sort of a thing. And the empire was notoriously known for using bounty hunters to do their dirty work. That's a good point. So this really is going to have two sides, good guys and bad guys, kind of coming after this one main character. Yeah. And I love it. The setup for this in the trailer is beautiful. Well, and that's another thing that I love about Star Wars is you know, you're not always sure who the good guys and the bad guys are. Like, I already find myself, I don't, I don't have no idea what, this is all speculation to be fair, but I already find myself rooting for this guy. Yeah. Maybe because he's blowing away Imperials. Yeah. And, you know, he's he looks amazing. Again, we talked about this in a previous episode, but the armor here, this armor is nothing short of badass. Oh, I know. The costuming is fantastic yeah our association with the boba fett character and the mandalorian outfit is already there so you have a character who we don't know his backstory as we did with boba (laughs) fett boba fett was compromised had issues and obviously that came through in the character development of that of who he was right uh i'm curious to see where we're going to be led to go with this guy are we going to become sympathetic to an anti-hero which Mm -hmm. is common Mm -hmm. uh and it's set in in a Futuristic Western world. I, I love that this. way. Yep. Yeah. 
Um, all right, so beyond, so the next uh, scene is uh, the title streaming November 12th, and then we'll go ahead and play from there. So here you've got, looks like a family almost. There's a little boy that looks up, reaches up, and uh, looks skyward as a ship flies over wherever they are. I assume maybe that's the Mandalorian escaping um, in this sequence. And then looks like a mother and father coming to rescue the boy. Um, anything here, Scott, that you see that's worth calling out? Yeah, I, I, it's hard to tell. It might be an actual girl there. Um, so, oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, I didn't some even Imperial droids in the background there. Uh, I think that's the super uh, battle droids. Yeah, it looks like a, a super battle droid. Yep. Variation of the ones from Attack of the Clones, those yep. bluish gray ones. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is where another part of possible spoilers and certainly speculation come in. I think we're going to be seeing this character is going to set off on a mission that we are going to learn and we're going to follow from season to season from this point on. Maybe it'll wrap up by the first season, mm. lead us into something new. But I think the quest that this person is going to be set on is finding this. I, I, it's either a boy or a girl. I can't tell. Oh, you think this family could be involved in? I think so. Yeah. Okay. And because we do Certainly see possible, we see that character, the 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 young child. I'll just say for now because I don't know if it's. A, it looks. It might be a girl. That's hard to. We can leave. It doesn't matter. Okay. Regardless, it's a. It's a. It's a. It's a child. Yeah, it's a child. Yeah. He's sent on a. Ba- the bounty is for this child. This person is sent on this task to do this, and something is going to change this character through that first season. Mm. This is going to set off a chain of reaction or a, a fallout from that, where he is going to. Uh, lead us into the following seasons and other bounties and maybe even being pursued by remnants of the empire possibly the the revolution or uh, pieces of the old rebellion Mm -hmm. Um, this is where i find a lot of the connection can happen in between the two trilogies Mm -hmm. Um, but yes this sequence you see some of the characters i think we're going to be introduced to this family Uh, what is amazing right now is those are absolutely um, modified battle droids, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. super battle droids, um, from Attack of the Clones, uh, the the larger ones that we saw. Yeah. The more certainly armor. the one in the foreground looks a lot like that, and the shape of the head is r- reminiscent of the super battle droids. Very much so. Yeah. All right, let's play. <laughs> So that was just a cool little eight-second sequence with the Mandalorian um, using his um, like sort of grappling hook on a rope to pull uh, a, a bounty back into uh, into firing range. Yes, I love this because this is an, a different angle on the take that we saw from the first trailer of him pulling. Um, at first, I thought it was a bounty, but I'm just thinking he's in a, in a fight here. Yeah, and this guy's trying to get out, and uh, he pulls him back in through that door. And which essentially closes and cuts them in half. This is not the desert environment, by the way. Look at that. It's more of a winter, icy Yeah, I can't look. tell. It, it looks like you're... I think you're right in that sense. Um, hmm. I'm going to say... Well, so the character he's pulling through is a very common alien character we've seen. Uh, they're called Tessics. Mm-hmm. Uh, we uh, older generations know them as squid heads. Yeah. Um, so, and they are commonly the bad guys out of the two kind of fish species um it looks like plo Koon's race too i don't know if he's a 
He's, it's definitely different, okay. um, but okay. I can see the similarities there. Yeah. This is that character we had as action figures called Squidhead, Squidhead. back in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's not the same one that we saw from Jabba's Palace because that one obviously died at Jabba's Wait a minute. Palace. Are you saying that the Mandalorian has gone fishing? I think he's gone fishing. <laughs> Isn't that a nice touch? <laughs> with him well with the, played. Yes. All right. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> the one brought that up. Sorry, Squidhead. That's a great sequence too. Yeah. With this, whatever this creature is, do you I have can... any clue on this on the name of this creature? That uh, it's like the size of an elephant, and it's pulling the Mandalorian as he's dragging his heels, digging his heels into the ground. He's being dragged forward. This I'm gonna I'm gonna blow your mind right now. This right, is do it. absolutely stunning to put in the trailer. So that creature right there is called a reek. Okay. Uh, that creature is the creature that Anakin rides in Attack of the Clones in the big Jedi fight sequence. That's also the creature that stomps Jango Fett and knocks out his jetpack, which ends up leading him to getting his head cut off. So that the only difference there is Anakin at one point when it's charging him cuts off that rhino nose. Right. So it's got a stump there. That's right. And he kind of leans over on its side, sort of defeated. But that's it. That is the same damn creature. That's a great call. It's a nice callback to Attack of the Clones, even though we've ridiculed that movie left and right. But that is the creature that stomps Jango, which. Who happens to be a Mandalorian? Uh, a, man- a Mandalorian. Yeah. yeah, boy, that that that's a scary looking creature. That is great, great image. Um, all right, let me fast forward here. Now this is going fast and furious here through these next, so I'll stop at every maybe five or ten seconds, and we'll okay. just comment on that. <laughs> All right, that seems like a good spot. So we've got uh, a sequence of visuals here. Um, we've got looks like a sidekick potentially. Um, yeah, a Mandalorian uh, of the Mandalorian tapping him on the shoulder like, "Good job, buddy." Yeah, and he's got. He looks familiar. He totally to me looks like a a variant or a different version of those Ugnaught creatures from yeah. from Cloud City. Right. It's not. But close. It's like a it's like a grandpa Ugnot almost. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. like older. He's got gray, lo- really long um, eyebrows and sort of a longer, elongated face. Yeah. Um, next sequence is like speeder bikes swooping down over a desert terrain. Yeah. And if you look at the backs, it's hard to mm-hmm. tell who these people might be. But mm-hmm. one does have what looks like a helmet, possibly, and the other one not. So I don't. Yeah. I'm not sure where this is going. Could here. be the titular character Mandalorian. We don't know, yeah. but it's a it's a cool visual. It is, uh, regardless. And then um, nudge this a little bit forward, and then this is this is the shot that's on the posters with the Mandalorian Ooh. backlit with the sunset behind him. Gorgeous. Again, it, this just screams spaghetti western. Yeah. This yeah. this is the this is the money shot right here, just for anything poster, pictures, yep. screensavers. Yep. And then we jump back into space with uh, the Razor's Edge, I think we're calling it. I hope that's right. Uh, flying through space, being uh, pursued and shot uh, at by another ship. Yeah. Uh, then we've got, uh, we see the one and only Apollo Creed yeah, here. Carl Weathers. <laughs> with, Carl a nice, Weathers. with an interesting crew behind him. I'm trying mm-hmm. to pick out these characters. The two helmeted ones, maybe not so much, but that one over there on the left definitely has a face that looks familiar. Yeah. Uh, might be one of the aliens from Jabba's Palace. I'd have to look back on it, mm-hmm. but fantastic looking uh, yep. crew of uh, motley crew of uh, <laughs> not so reputable people. Right. And then I think we can play from here. Mm-hmm. 
Mandalorian. Look outside. They are waiting for you. Just pause it God, right there. So much. <laughs> I know it's almost too much to cover in, in without stopping in between. But we've got um, okay. So let's see. We've got the Mandalorian's partner. We've seen many uh, shots of this. Is clearly looks like a female warrior, almost like a Mandalorian type of armor without the yeah, helmet. I'm, I'm noticing that too. I wonder if she's got some like um, history with the like. She's part of that. Mm-hmm. I don't know this actress's name, but she's been. There's a picture of her on social media at Galaxy's Edge here. Okay, she was visiting there, and somebody put, posted a picture of her lovely actress. I uh, don't know her name, uh, but clearly she's in good terms, on good terms with the Mandalorian. Yeah, they're shaking hands here. Um, another nice shot of the Mandalorian. It looks like hiking through a mountainous area. Uh, then this, I don't, I'm not sure what to make of this. Okay, this to me looks like almost like a like a standoff at the OK Corral kind you, of a shot. So this is awesome. Let's just break this really quickly down. So what we do is we have a main character in armor, which looks like Tie Fighter pilot armor, mm-hmm. uh, more like a general pilot outfit with a cape, and that is Gus from Breaking Bad. Yes. I, again, don't know the actor's name, but that's Gus. Yep. And uh, so just a wonderful actor. And he's flanked by like death troopers or, or other uh, yes. TIE fighter pilots back here. We definitely have at least two death troopers that we see and a bunch of stormtroopers. This leads me to believe that scene where he's fighting stormtroopers busting out of that room. There's an ambush going on. Yeah. And now we've got the heavy backup and there's nothing he can do about it. That's right. Or so it seems. Or so it seems. And then we have IG-11. IG-11. This is such a cool sequence. I think this is maybe a fan favorite of all the all the talk online I've seen yes. about the original trailer. I haven't seen much about the second one, but this one, um, it's cool to see IG-11 yeah. in not animated version, but IG-11 actually in action, yes. kicking ass and taking names later. And, you know, is this... A tall, cylindrical, bounty hunter sort of droid. And he would be a, a challenging foe. He can spin around. He's hard to hit. Um, yeah. Great I, partner for the Mandalorian. What a great action sequence where his arms split fr- forward and back. He yeah. definitely has the same <clears throat> blaster and rifle that IG-88 had um, back in Empire. So what's great about this is you actually see him do this spinning motion, almost John Woo style. But instead of two guns forward, it's one forward, one back. Yeah. And it's just him unleashing. Uh, that's a great observation. I was about to say like John Woo double fisted. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, firing. But swings back, even goes sideways with the rifle. It's not straight up. It's hanging off to the mm-hmm. side right there. Yeah. Love this. Can't wait to hear the voice um, Yeah. Uh, from uh, director... Oh, I always get his name wrong. Favreau? No, it's... Uh, oh, t- oh. Uh, oh, yeah. Um, t- uh, they directed... Um, Taika? Is it Taika? <laughs> Taika Waititi. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Got to be careful. How is I know, that? right? Yes, thank you for... Let me make a note of that and I'll yeah. fix that. <laughs> yeah, no, it's all good. Um, but there is something coming up I can't wait to mention here. All right, as let's we see. Inch do I forward. play from here or do we... No, uh, we, were, we paused it right here. Okay, there's... Don't know who this character is. Yeah, uh, another female character, different than the other one before. Definitely not a bounty hunter, but somebody that uh, looks like knows 
um, our main character. Yeah, she's almost well. like caressing the helmet. Looks yeah. like almost kind of a very you know intimate moment between the two characters. Super excited to see how this all yeah, plays out. Who that is? That'll be interesting to find out. So let's push play from here. I'll go ahead and play to the end. We've only got about ten more seconds. Look outside. They're waiting for you. Yeah. Good. So there's uh, again so much to cover here, um, but after after the scene with the uh, the intimate moment with the young lady, we've got his partner. We got to learn these characters' names. Well, she's. Um, I don't even know if they've announced her name yet, but at least her act, the think real name. They announced it in Entertainment Weekly, huh? but I'm I'm deficient in my knowledge of the show at this point. Um, fighting alongside the Mandalorian, blasting what looks like Imperials. Uh, flashes to a guy in the hallway. Now, this is a cool shot because he's got, again, the John Woo double-fisted blasters, but then yes. he's got a third blaster that's up over his shoulder. So more interesting about this, I'm trying to figure out his uniform and also the hallway that he's in, see if we might be in some like ex, like imperial thing. It looks way more clean than anything we've seen on the show. It's lit red, but I don't think that's the color of the walls. I just think that's the lighting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I do like the extra gun mechanism that's yeah. popping up really over cool. his shoulder as he's already got the double-fisted gun going. He's got multiple weapons firing back at what I'm assuming is the Mandalorian's partner. I know it could be editing, but... Yeah, who um, knows? I mean, that's what they lead you to believe here if you uh, yeah. follow the sequence of the trailer. Now, this is awesome. So we've all, we're all familiar with the Mandalorian and with, um, you know, or, or, sorry, um, Boba Fett and the jetpack, and he's flying. Now, at first I thought he was flying, but looking at this sequence, this still here, yes. it looks like he's tethered... Uh, to what looks to me like a TIE fighter. That is definitely an Imperial-class TIE fighter. Right. Uh, standard. Uh, we're talking the upright foils right uh-huh, there. Uh-huh. And uh, as we see him get closer, he jumps on top of the open hatch or the uh, the closed, closed hatch, hatch right. uh, where you see uh, the Gus character yeah. flying that TIE fighter. So good call on the TIE fighter pilot yeah, uh, uniform. Now, what's interesting about this is Gus, the the pilot, is not wearing a helmet. Yeah, and I I, I remember reading that the Tie Fighters are not a pressurized, oxygen filled vehicle. Right, they're flying in space, so that's why those the pilots have to have a pressure sealed suit on. Very, that's a great observation. So he's still in atmosphere here. Yeah. Obviously, the Mandalorian is tethered to him. Yeah. That's that's the point I think right here is that he yeah. must have attached himself. They're taking off from about, the atmosphere from that take off. Yeah, that makes sense. So I'm I'm excited to see this action that they're going to have. You there. know what's cool about this shot too? This is at uh, 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 one minute thirty seconds. Um, this wing, like the sort of the main hull and the attachment of the foil on this Tie Fighter. Yeah, this looks like it's taken straight out of the 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 model for the the toy like the the Kenner yeah. toy that we had when we were kids. It's totally. Do you remember the wing looked exactly like that? It's exactly like that. It's and awesome. I, and I love it. The color um, too. Oh yeah. yeah. That that dark gray which kind of gives off a lighter whitish gray when it's in an outer space. So yeah, right. I'm loving how this they're doing this. I mean it looks Phenomenal. It does. And um, this is a great effect shot. Um, it yeah. looks really clean. So we'll play the very last sequence here and then get to the closing titles and wrap this up. Yeah? Good. 
also Scott, that rifle thing he's holding looks familiar. Yeah, I think we've talked about this multiple times on the show, but that yeah. is the um, uh, Electro Staff that the original Boba Fett introduction on the holiday special is carrying on the giant dinosaur creature when he meets Luke and the gang yeah. in the uh, uh, the Y-wing cockpit that's floating in that swamp. Yeah. So I am so excited to see this thing in action, and I always thought it was a more like a blaster. But it, it seems like it's almost like a um, like a cattle prod. It is, uh, and if you go back to that original animated uh, short oh, from there, he uh-huh. uses it on the dinosaur. He does. Oh my gosh. Okay, I'm gonna yeah. have to go back and. Oh, that means I have to watch the holiday special. No, you don't. You can watch just <laughs> can just, just find the animated. That yeah, Diane Carroll scene, maybe, but. Let's... Oh, I mean, I get to watch the holiday special. Yay! Yay! <laughs> All right, and then we got the closing title sequence here. Uh, the Mandalorian, Star Wars Mandalorian original series streaming November 12th on Disney+. Plus. Well, again, Disney knocking it out of the park with the trailer. I certainly hope that, uh, you know, that the series itself um, looks as good as the trailer does. And if it does, I think we'll be in really good shape. I think we're, we're in great shape with this. Um, I'm really happy about this. I know we're going to roll the, or close this out super quick. So I want to say a few things. Some stuff has come up since the trailer. There has been some speculation rumors out there that a major reveal is going to mm-hmm. happen in the first episode, whether we see it in this trailer or even a hint of it. I'm not sure, but wow, what we have seen on the two trailers is just spectacular. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I'm, I'm super psyched. I'm so pumped for this right now. Yep. It's, it, it looks great. And uh, fans have been wanting this for a long time. You got, you got to hand it to Disney. Yeah. They're, they're, they're doing a, uh, we all wanted a Boba Fett centric movie or show. So we're getting the Mandalorian. Yeah. As close as you're going to get to Boba Fett. Uh, fans were crying out for, you know, an Obi-Wan series. We're getting that. Yes. Um, we're getting I'm, the Cassian Andor series. Cassian Andor is another live series. So uh, lots of great TV. Yeah. Um, I mean, live action TV, Star Wars. It's going to be good stuff. Everything we've seen from this so far is just amazing and definitely has that grit that we've been kind of looking for in a Star Wars Western, much like the original yep. film. Uh, the Cassian Andor coming from a film that I think many of us just praise as being one of the best Star Wars films out there, uh, Rogue One. Yeah. And then we have the Obi-Wan, which, you know, everybody's been clamoring about that too. And after seeing some of those interviews with uh, Ewan McGregor, wow. I mean, yeah. knowing what he had to go through for the last almost five years, kind of deceiving the public about him being in talks and negotiating with Disney, some wonderful stuff. So we got great content coming from... Uh, Disney out here. Let's see how they handle this. All right. And uh, we know you'll be joining us along for the ride. Uh, For Scott and the rest of the gang, this is Steve signing off. Thanks a lot for listening. And we will see you in a couple of weeks for episode 100 of the Wretched Hive podcast. And we should also put out there, because we have it on the regular episode, December 16th. Mm, Thank you. Timeless Pints for Star Wars Trivia Night. That's right. Monday, December 16th, the week that Episode 9 comes out. Start your Episode 9 week with us at Timeless Pines Brewery in beautiful Lakewood, California. We want you there. All right. We'll see you there. Thanks, Scott. Okay. Thanks, Steve. <laughs>